Okay. Welcome back to That's the Tea. This is the podcast that shares football news in the most digestible, digestible. way possible. My name is RJ and I'm here with my co-host Ryan. And this is part three of State of the Franchise, where we plan to tackle the AFC East. Ryan, two things. One, how are you doing today? And two, if you could describe the AFC East in five words, what would it be? Five words? <laughs> You're gonna make me count my words? Yes. Very surprising. And a little unpredictable. Okay, I like that. <laughs> that was like bad that. grammar, but I had to fit in five words. <laughs> yeah, I had to figure it out. I thought that's what some of these teams have been doing for the last yeah. three years, just figuring it out every single day. Five words for you. Let's see here. Um, the Bills will win it all. The Bills will win. I that's six. It. That's six. That's six. <laughs> horrible dang i just can't count well that being said we are tackling the AFC east this week we got the jets the dolphins the patriots and the bills and we're actually be going through it in this order because that's reverse standings order so let's get started Ryan, with the new york jets who went four and 13 and rob salah rob salah this is what his first year under um being head coach for a team Ryan, what went wrong for the Jets this year? Okay, did you fun fact? Did you know they had the youngest roster in the NFL? Yes. Oh, I found that out when I did my <laughs> research. So I'm I am going to blame it on that. I think the issue was that everyone was just really young and inexperienced because they have the talent. I mean, I or I feel like they have potential. You have Zach Wilson, Elijah Vera Tucker, Elijah Moore, Michael Carter from last year. I think everyone is just, there's potential there. I mean, they still have a chance to be bust because they're still very early in their career, but mm-hmm. I guess it's safe to say the talent is there. The talent is definitely there. I feel like some, I, I don't think it would have pushed the needle any closer, but you know, Zach Wilson getting injured, you know, it slows down his progression and his yes. development, right? Uh, it's also Robert Saul. I think Joe Douglas's first year under for head coach and GM. So tons of moving pieces. I feel like, you know, these are all things that went bad, but it was also like, these were, uh, these were expected, right? It's a young team. Yes. They made it a young team and they got younger too. They were not planning to win last year. Yeah. So on offense, their good years are in front of them. Exactly. On defense, though, I think it's slightly a different problem. I think they statistically wow. had the worst defense last year. Correct. But I also will think that they will get better this year. A thousand times better. I feel like it's I feel like the development is there. They got the pieces that they need. Solomon Thomas came back. Yes, yeah, yeah. We can talk about free agents right now. Good um good transition. Yeah. So we talk about Solomon Thomas for defensive backs. They got DJ Reed and Lamarcus Joyner. And I put these two names because they both have Marcus Joyner. You know, <laughs> that was me when I saw DJ Reed. I was like, DJ Reed. I saw he was like a it was like a three years, like 42 million contract. I was like, what the heck? I didn't know DJ Reed was that. Good. That's a lot of money. Yeah. I was like, oh. That's like 13, 14, 14 yeah. million a year. Yeah, that's crazy. I was impressed. So that was good. And on the offensive line, they got Lakin Tomlinson, who is honestly a really overslept offensive guard. So their offense was from the Chargers, really right? Chargers, um, Chargers, Niners. Got it here. Okay. And there's also CJ Uzama, who was playing for Cincinnati last ah, year. Ah, yes, yes. Injured. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on, we got the draft. And so typically, when I pick out these 
draft picks, I try to pick like the first three picks, first four picks in the top 100 that they drafted in. Three of them came in the first 26 picks with the fourth pick being cornerback Ahmad Sauce Garner. For the 10th pick was Garrett Wilson. And for the 126, it was Jermaine Johnson. Ryan, out of all three of these first round picks, they also drafted Brees Hall, excuse me, at the 204, which what, is like 38th overall, 36th overall. But yeah, out of all like four that. of these picks, which one was your favorite? Which one do you think is like the best fit for the Jets right now? And who's your least favorite pick? The best pick? I like Brees Hall. Ooh, okay. I, I mean, maybe I'm a little influenced by what Josh McDaniels is doing, but because Michael Carter got injured last year, you know, it's, it's not bad to have a second running back. And I'm pretty uh-huh. sure Rob Sala is deploying whatever the Niners did with like a three-headed running back because I don't mm-hmm. think he's confident in one either. I think he's going to play all of them. So I, I like the Brees Hall pick in the second round. Yeah. Solid value, right? Value. I like it. I think How about you? That's, that's kind of where I fall in with Jermaine Johnson. I feel like he was supposed to be a top 10-ish pick, but who knows why he fell. But good value at the 126. I think he'll be a really good player. Not knocking on Garrett Wilson or Sauce Gardner, but in terms of value, Jermaine Johnson is my pick. Um, They were now head coaches or new GMs and – so I guess we can move on to the next section, which is breakout players. And for you, Ryan, who is a player that you think will break out in terms of the NFL and in terms of fantasy football? In the NFL, I got Zach Wilson. He has the weapons, but I'm not too confident enough to roster him. I mean, are you? For Are we talking about for NFL or fantasy football? Excuse me. In fantasy, because I'm not Fair. confident to roster him. Yeah, but I think in the NFL, he'll do fine. I know he'll have a better year in real life. Uh Second year in the league with more weapons. I think he's set up for success. The ball's in his court. I see. I see. Okay. For me, it's Solomon Thomas. And it's not a homer pick, but I think he had his best year in his final year. He then went to the Raiders, didn't do so hot, obviously, because he only, he really just moved on after one year. Going with the Jets with a team with Robert Sala, who pretty much drafted him. I feel like this is his proof at year. Like if he can't make it, if he can't get it done this year, he's pretty much done. He's done. Dunzo. He's donezo. So for fantasy football, Ryan, I'm going to guess your pick. Yeah. I feel like we talked about him already. Ooh. Is it Brees Hall? No. Ooh, nice. Who do you got then? Elijah Moore. No, I like it. I like it. Because I had him in fantasy last year, and he was not too bad. He went down with the injury late in the season, but he was heating up right before that injury. Uh, he basically averaged a TD a week from week 8 to 13. Uh, I think the concern here that people have is that his target share would mm-hmm. go down considering they got uh, CJ uh, Uzama and Garrett Wilson. Mm-hmm. But I think Wilson's still a rookie. Eventually, I think Garrett Wilson will be the wide receiver one. But at least for now, I think Elijah Moore remains the wide receiver one for at least one more year. Interesting. Interesting. So my pick was Brees Hall. I feel like he's going to be, he's actually just going to be the running back one. Michael Carter is going to take that back seat. Um Damn. Now you bring up a really good point. I know my, that announcement really quick, but you don't draft someone at the two at the two hundred four. Just be like, yeah, he'll he'll be one B. That is I true. Think, that is. True. I think my biggest concern is like this turns into Melvin Gordon, Javante <laughs> Williams. <laughs> that that's and you laugh and you laugh, but they were both top twenty four running backs. They are, but I think the problem is, is none of them were like game winners for any fantasy team. I think except that was the that, issue, except for that one week Javante Williams started. Ah, yes. Against yes. Kansas City, he scored 30 points. That, that like, one week, right? The one week, yeah. The one week when Melvin Gordon was out and we're like, start Javante Williams. And then he actually proved it. So one day, Javante Williams will have the job for himself. But let's trans- transition to wide receivers for um, 
the Jets, and you kind of alluded to this for Elijah Morris, maybe being the wide receiver one, right? I have a fun little game for you. So who would you rather draft in fantasy football? Would it be Garrett Wilson, who as of right now, early ADPs say that he's an early round six pick, Elijah Moore, middle round six, or Corey Davis, who is pretty much being drafted past round 12? Who would you actually target? Would you target multiple of them, just one of them, or none of them at round six, where they're currently being drafted? I'm okay with more. You're okay with more middle round six. Middle round six. I'm okay with more. Okay. Corey Davis, don't really like. I don't know. I feel like Zach Wilson kind of found a connection with more. It, it was mm-hmm. something was brewing, you know? No, I agree with you. I agree with you a thousand percent. And that's why I'm like a little concerned about Garrett Wilson. In fantasy, not really in the NFL, but like in fantasy, like I like him as a player, but like he might have a I think he's gonna have a Devontae Smith type year. Garrett Wilson. Last year. Yes. Who, Which is okay, because I think a lot of wide receivers don't do that well in their rookie season. Exactly, right? So I'm not knocking on the player, but temper expectations, even though he was drafted at B110. That being said, Ryan, it's always the final question for each team. Do they have a chance to win their division this year? No, no, not this year. They're in too tough of a division. Unless something drastically changes with the other three teams, I think uh, even in the future, they'll always be fighting for a wild card spot. I think that's the key point. So they won't win the division, but that doesn't mean they won't make it to the playoffs. They just have to find other ways to make it to the playoffs. Yeah. And it's always going to be through a wild card spot. Thousand percent. Well, moving on, we have the Miami Dolphins. I'm excited for this team. Nine. Very excited. Oh, a thousand percent. I think we both are excited. I, for different I, so, um, so they went nine and eight and this is always this really weird part because we always want to talk about like what went bad, what went good. And they kind of fall in that little mill range for me. I don't want to say they got unlucky, but they, they needed an extra push to be really great. Like they were, they were okay. They were good. And that's reflected on their record, right? Nine and eight. They yeah. were just good enough to beat the average, but you can't do yeah. that when you're in the NFL and be the record isn't bad. Yeah, seven game winning streak towards the end of the season as well. They and I mean, fire. yeah. I mean, just for Brian Forrest to be gone. I mean, I think the main question here is: is the progress gone, or can they pick up where they left off? And to be honest, mm-hmm. I think you can answer, or you can speak more to this because you know Mike McDaniel more. Yes, than I do. So, can they pick up, or is the progress gone? I'm very nervous about Mike McDaniel okay. because, and I feel like this is like the same thing for. It was like with the Cowboys too, with I think Keelan Moore was just like, who, who I, I almost curse on this podcast, who's calling the plays? Like who's really calling <sighs> the plays, drawing up the plays? Because Mike McCarthy is also an offensive minded um, head coach. So it's just like, you know, yeah, he's the offensive coordinator, but you know, you also have Dak Prescott, you have Ezekiel Elliott, you have all these key pieces. So like, who's really contributing to that? Similar to the 49ers kind of just tying it all together. Yeah. From my understanding, it was just Kyle Shanahan. Like Kyle Shanahan's is offensive guru who can call up all these plays so what's Mike McCain doing then we'll support bro we'll support so he was just in the room when it happened right so uh, and now he's thrust into the decision making role yes yeah, so with that being said I'm nervous I am skeptical but I'm optimistic if that makes sense it makes sense but see I don't know much about the head coach but speaking from a purely roster standpoint I feel like no way they can't run it back unless their entire roster regressed horribly. And like Tyreek somehow runs a four, eight, 40 yard dash. Now, like there's no Uh way that like from, from just looking at them on paper, they're not bad. They're not, they really have to shoot themselves in the foot. 
in order to do worse than that. Well, it game. also all opinion. rests on Tua as well, which is really a little does. yeah. It's it really all on does. him. It's all on him. With that being with that being said, we'll actually transition to new additions because because you mentioned like oh it's all on Tua. For me, it's the running game. It's either Chase Edmonds, Sony Michelle, Raheem Mostert. Okay. Because if the running game doesn't work, which is what Kyle Shanahan does, which is where Mike McDaniel came from, the offense won't do anything. You don't think he can adapt? Mike McDaniel is not going to stray away from the running game and do more of what they did in KC because now you have Tyreek Hill who can literally stretch the field. I think they're literally going to plug in Tyreek Hill's depot sample. Okay. Interesting. So, so, so that running passes. game is very important then. Yeah, the, the running game is going to be very important. That's just how I'm viewing it right now. And I could be completely wrong, but I don't think you go and pick up five different running backs in free agency just to be like, yeah, <laughs> well, we'll throw the Tyree kill 30 times. Like, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. I mean, um, they got a left tackle, Toronto Armstead. Love it. I that love will that. protect Tua's uh, non blind side, <laughs> his dominant side. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then their most recent pickup was actually Melvin Ingram, which was a sneaky good pick because I thought when he got picked up by Kansas City, like he kind of went off. He was a little scary. He kind of went off a little bit. Kind of old too. Yeah, he's getting up there in age. I remember when he first got drafted. Okay. He kind of went off charges. in age as well. Yeah, so crazy. Um, and so moving on to the draft, like what I said about the Jets, I like to pick you know players from the top 100 picks. No picks in top 100. Tyreek Hill was the pick. I like that. Yeah. They literally said that Tyreek Hill is better than 100 players in this draft. I agree. I mean, who wouldn't want Tyreek Hill? Would, don't you want Tyreek? If you, if you had Ty- Tyreek Hill or Debo Samuel. Oh, right now? I'd pick Debo Samuel. you pick Debo. But if you lost Debo and you got Tyreek Hill, you feel, you feel okay still? I feel sad. I feel sad. Oh, you still feel sad. I'd take the age. I, I personally would take the age. Just in general. I value wow. youth a lot. Yes, Tyreek wow, Hill's a but, good player. But but this is the cheetah. Yeah, can, he gets Tyreek hurt Hill. often. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Does a Debo get hurt too? Very true, but he got a couple more years. <laughs> ah, okay, okay. So with that being said, so head coach, new GMs, like what we mentioned, yes, there was a new head coach. In terms of GMs, off the top of my head, I don't remember them getting a new GM. I don't remember. I don't think so either. So yeah, just a new head coach. And... I guess the moment that I like to talk about are breakout players. So for the NFL and for fantasy football, who do you have, Ryan? Or do you want me to go first this time? You can go first. I, I have two guys that are both for fantasy, no NFL. Nice. Breakout player, it's obvious it's Tua. This is his make it's make it or break it. Okay. Like, and I feel like the Dolphins are in this weird spot. I need to double check what their um, picks are next year, but it's like with this good roster you kind of fall in this really weird range where like you can't tank for a good quarterback next year with this good of a roster. Like if Tua is so trash, you're still going to win like six games. Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And then you're going to have to like trade up, salvage the future again Yeah, for a new quarterback. But then by that time that quarterback develops, unless he's like a Joe Burrow, this whole roster is going to get old. Guys are going to need new contracts. So then like, I think you're better off just getting a veteran quarterback. Ooh, that's a good point, too. Hmm. We should check who's going to be free agent next year. But, yeah, that's a good point. I think you would just target a free, uh, like a free agent veteran quarterback, maybe out to Kirk Cousins. Hmm. So that's just something that you can pencil away for later. So, yeah, my NFL player was Tua. I guess for you, go for a fantasy football. Who do you got? 
Uh, this first one, I'm pretty sure you already know Tyreek Hill. I think buyer beware though. He will still be good, but not as good as when he was in KC with Patrick Mahomes throwing to him. So you can't expect the world out of him. Cause I mean, we all saw the underthrown pass, right? But it, oh, but yeah. it's okay. Uh, it's only in the off season. So it's probably okay. Right. You know, mm-hmm. trying to be optimistic here, but it didn't look too good. But that still doesn't mean Tyree Hill doesn't have talent. And uh, just to fin- round it off, my last guy, Jalen Waddle, another nice. guy I had already rostered last season. Tyree Hill being on the team will only help him. Waddle will be wide open when teams quadruple Tyree Hill. Agree with you a thousand percent there. My player was also Jalen Waddle as opposed to Tyree Hill, which again, I'll ask you a really fun question. Who would you rather draft in fantasy football? We got Tyree Hill, middle round two, or Jalen Waddle, middle round four. Jalen Waddle middle round four. Really? So you would pass up on Tyreek Hill? Like, let's say you got... Well, me, it depends. It, huh? Let, let's say you got Najee Harris round one. Oh. You don't like Najee Harris. I'm not a huge fan of Najee Harris. RB3 last year. Uh, I don't know, man. Can, can he pick it, man? And that We're going to run the ball better. But, uh, but that O-line, I don't know if it really improved. Okay. Very true. And he was uh-huh. still RB3, though. So with a really bad true, offensive line, true. he was RB3. Okay, you're kind of selling me now. Najee Harris in the first round, middle okay, how second about, round. Okay, how about like, like Austin Eckler? Which is a really good running back in your opinion. Austin Eckler, and you guys don't like Austin And Eckler you go Tyreek? Yeah. Considering what you said about how you're, they're going to use Tyreek like Debo, I think it's worth a shot. Okay. Because if they use him like Debo and it's effective, yeah, that's fire. Uh-huh. That's money. For this scenario, would you draft both? Which you draft, excuse me, both Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Like, let's I don't see, think Waddell. so. I don't think you can. I wouldn't be too comfortable because of that running game that they always try to establish. I see. I see. So you have you would have to you would have to like focus in. I okay. I know I'm contradicting myself right now a lot because I said Jalen Waddle to begin with, but now thinking about it, thinking it through, I think you have to get the number one guy. Because they're because they're gonna feed the ball to Tyreek Hill and they're gonna run the ball. Waddle's gonna get the passes, but I feel like it might be a little inconsistent. Uh huh. I see. He go, he he. For all we know, he could be the next Brandon Ayuk. Forgotten. Or he could be the next T Higgins. <laughs> exactly. But also, the Bengals don't run the ball that much. In in, in that sense, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Com- as com- when compared to the Niners, because they do run yeah. the ball, but compared to the Niners, come on. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> And then super quickly too, um, which running back would you draft, if any? Sonny Michelle, Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, Miles Gaskin. Just none. Yeah. I, I, I don't like playing with fire. The answer is Tyreek Hill, right? The best <laughs> running good. back in that, in that room. Offensive weapon. Offensive weapon. I like that. So last question for the Dolphins. Do they have a chance to win their division this year? No. Because uh, of the other teams and how competitive it is, they are more of a true wild card contender than the jets though i, I see so we're moving, we're moving up a little bit right moving up a little bit but still still in the wild card category still in the wild card. okay well moving on we got the new england patriots who went 10 and 7 last year ryan what went right for mayo mac mac jones oh i like that just mayo mac that's he's the answer like, I, I i think i'm just gonna say it he was the best rookie qb in 2021 maybe it was a system fit maybe it was just the way they played him Either mm-hmm. way, he had a great year. And you can't you know, deny that. Yeah, you, you can't deny it. Him. Maybe he was sheltered in a system that did fit him, that didn't ask much out of him, but he still had the best year. Ten wins. And like, what's, the, what's the problem with that, right? 
exactly like, wouldn't, wouldn't you want that for your quarterback to be in a good situation in a good scenario yeah, it's, it's all about a fit, fit. exactly <laughs> people people try to say like oh this qb is a system qb he's not that good but he's kind of winning and you're not <laughs> so <laughs> yeah who's really the loser here like you don't need patrick mahomes mm-hmm. well actually we'll see how patrick mahomes does this year without his team Ah, <laughs> you see. know, but but I, my, I guess my point is, and probably your point too, is that as long as the guy fits in your system, that's all you need. Exactly, right? And you, he didn't even have really good pieces around him. Like, let's be real with you. But um, I guess we'll talk about that right now too as we transition. Because for new additions, eh, don't know if they helped him out too well. They got Jabril Peppers, who I like really well. I, I like him. Brown. <laughs> they, re- I feel like he is like on the team every other year. <laughs> the Patriots love him. Yeah, but he's always good on the when he wears that the the silver. Uh, not oh, actually, excuse uh, me, not 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 every silver he was good. Sorry. Uh, yeah. the, he he didn't play in the Raiders silver. <laughs> he was oh, always injured. Oh, I see. I see. I'm so sorry, so sorry. Thank you for correcting me though. Yeah, I appreciate yes, that. Yes. Um and they also traded for Devontae Parker though. Who else? I think what a threat. The, hey. <laughs> You look at there. You man can't stay healthy. Man can't stay healthy. Hey, very true. Very true. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that. Um, in terms of the draft, they had the can, yeah. Can we talk about that first guy you're about to say? Cole Strange. Yeah, very strange pick. Um, he was projected to go to the third round. I think. Um, what's that guy's name? Sean McVay. Sean McVay. Yeah. Was was like what the hell? They they thought they were able to pick Cole Strange in the third. Yeah. So uh, this is a classic triple M move, Mike Mayock move. <laughs> triple M, a triple M. I like that. I like how you type that. Um, uh, it was funny because I was reading up analysis on this and just like you know, all these people are like, yeah, this is such a weird pick. But also, you know, you you really can't question Bill Belichick. So we'll let it slide because he seems to be a pretty good guy in terms of, I guess, drafting key pieces or just knowing what fits for his scheme, like Mac Jones. Yes, but I mean, wouldn't you say this is a very okay? Even though Cole Strange will say is becomes the world for the Patriots O line, can't you read the league and realize that you can spend this pick on somebody else and then maybe take Cole Strange in the third round or just trade back if you don't want to pick at twenty nine? That's how you create value, right? That's that's also very. Well, they just love their guy so much. They're like, mm. you know, Christian Watson. Do you know what for? Bro, for this guy said he thought he was getting pranked when the the Pats called him. <laughs> <laughs> that's how, that's when you know it's bad. He himself <laughs> does not believe in it. He himself thought this was a joke. I love that. I love that story. He was probably literally waiting. Like he was probably not even. He was probably doing something else on Thursday. He probably let the phone ring the first time all the way yeah. through. Yeah, this is a joke. <laughs> it's a spam caller right here. Call yeah. me down the trap. Come on. <laughs> um, that being said, the other two picks, wide receiver Taekwon Thorin out of either Oregon or Baylor. I can't remember off the top of my head. He's a really fast, fast player. So I think he kind of compliments because compliments this wide receiver corp because what you have, Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne. Nelson Aguilar, like they don't really burn you super fast. So that's what Taekwon Thornton brings. Drafting the second round could be a sneaky pick, in my opinion. And they also got Marcus Jones as a cornerback in the third round. In terms of head coaches and new GMs, funny, I don't even know why I added that. Come on. Yeah, you know, it's, they're, they're locked in for the next 20 years. Until death. <laughs> another 20, another 20, right? Yeah. yeah. So crazy. Um, and with that being said, we can move on to talk about players, breakout players, 
Um, Ryan, who do you have for an NFL breakout player and a fantasy football breakout player? NFL, we got Damian Harris. Uh, He is entering his final. Oh, Damian Harris is not the guy I chose, but I just started off by speaking of Damian Harris. But he's entering his final year, and there's a guy who's second on the depth chart that I think you like, Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, I think that they're going to train him more and get him ready to take over so they can let Damian Harris walk next year if Damian Harris will not take a team-friendly contract. I see, I see. I can see that. I feel like that's just the yeah. name of the game right now for running back. I feel like McDaniel's doing that in Vegas as well. Literally yeah. drafted Zamir White just in case Josh Jacobs gets injured or he's like, he wants top top end money. And it's like, all right, see ya. Yeah. Someone else will pay you. Yeah. <laughs> Go talk so, to the Patriots. They might do it. Someone else will get suckered in. <laughs> someone else will get suckered in. I love that. I love yeah. you. Taekwon Thornton. Oh, that's what Ta- I was talking Taekwon about. For that, I really believe. Yes. I okay. really believe that he's going to have, he will emerge as a decent wide receiver. I don't think he will crack the top 30 though, but he'll be like a top, like he'll have a Darnell Mooney here. Got it. Got it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so it's like not draftable, but okay. Potentially draftable. If you're, if you're like, you're really desperate, but not, not comfortable. Not comfortable. Exactly. And fancy football, I'll just start with this one. I picked Devontae Parker. I think he's the wide receiver one. Mayo Mac has to throw someone. <laughs> trash. Um, and Hunter Henry can't just do everything. Don't come at me, but trash. <laughs> uh, uh, Kendrick Bourne is my guy. I think wow, I liked him okay. since he was on okay. your team in Santa yeah. Clara. Yeah. Uh, people were questioning last year how big of a role he would have because I think Nelson Aguilar was like the sexier signing. But I think KB balled out more than Nelson Aguilar. Sure. Uh, Devontae Parker, until he doesn't struggle to stay healthy, I don't know mm-hmm. what to make of him. And Jacoby Myers is allergic to TDs, so I think it's KB time again. I like that. He had a really He's good year. Yeah. Like 55 receptions, 800 yards, 5 TDs. Low-key, not bad. That's like a... It's like a budget Hunter Renfro year. A budget Hunter Renfro year. And he always plays in the slot, so you know he will always get his snaps. Yeah. With that being said, we're going to close the book on the Patriots. Do they have a chance to win their division this year, Ryan? They low-key do. Uh, Everyone says the Bills are scary, and they are, but they only won one more game than New England in 2021. I remember when I looked at the standings, (laughs) I was a little surprised by how close each team was. Yeah, literally... If the, the the Pats, I think if they were able to like round out one or two more games, because they played some sloppy games too. Yeah. But I think it was because they're inexperienced too with uh, Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. They could have easily won the division. The Bills would have to have been in a wild card spot. But you know who they played in the playoffs anyways? Just played. I'm pretty sure they played each other in the playoffs. I think they might have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they yeah. would have ended up together anyways. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think they have a shot. I, I can see that. I can see that. Mm-hmm. That being said, we've got the final team, the reigning AFC East champions. It's the yes, Buffalo sir. Bills who came in with an 11 and 6 record. Ryan, if you can name one thing that you can highlight that made the Bills really good last year, what was it? What was it? Is it cheating if I say their entire offense? Yes. Okay. Uh probably Josh Allen. I like that. I think okay. I think he threw for like 30 some TDs. Mm-hmm. Rush for another like at least five. Yeah, man, man was just balling out out there. He, oh my god, I just love how Josh Allen improved as a player. His back's probably hurting from carrying the team. <laughs> he got from getting carried to to carrying. Yes, and I love it. I love it so much. But I think for me, let's see here, Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox. Yeah, 
He did okay. he did a pretty good job. I feel like he, in terms of because Stefan Diggs didn't really ball out this year. In my opinion, like he had an okay year. I think he was there because, when it kind of mattered. He was there when it mattered, yeah, but he wasn't there for the whole ride. Dawson Knox exactly fixed his exactly. eyes. He was there for the whole <laughs> ride for one year. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like he finally kind of kind of figured it out. And I like that. Um I guess in terms of new additions for the team, though, they got Von Miller, which was crazy. I can't believe they at first was like, man, how can the Bills get better? Von Miller. Miller. OJ Howard, Howard, in case in case Dawson Knox's eyes get worse. You know, everyone's eyes get worse over time. So exactly. They exactly. got OJ Howard. His eyes apparently are fine. They re-signed Stefan Diggs to his. He hasn't been using his eyes season. too too often. Oh, I see. I He's see. also been very injured, I think, right? OJ Howard? Yes. Yeah. He's also been very injured. Um, and there's Stefan Diggs, four years, 96 mil. At like he's like 32 years old or something like that. So he will be done. Wait, Stefan Diggs is 32 already? I want to double check that. He's pretty freaking old. Though. Jesus Christ, this guy's check. a grandpa. 28. I'm stupid. I'm not. I'm oh, sorry. 28. Oh. It's okay. It's okay. He'll be done when he's 32. I, I, I think that was where the mistake came in. Yeah. I, I understood. So. I understood. Yeah. In terms of the draft, at the one, two, three, the one round 123, they picked Kier Elon. Potential like brother it. of Matt Elon. We don't know. <laughs> yes. True. True. At the 231, they drafted the offensive weapon, James Cook, who ah, we can confirm is confirm the brother, brother. Yes. of Dalvin Cook. Yes, confirmed. And at the 325, inside linebacker <laughs> Terrell Bernard, who unconfirmed could, brother unconfirmed, of Giovanni, Giovanni Bernard. Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> wow, just drafting the, the bloodline. I see. The, the bloodline. Yeah, the pipeline. The going. NFL pipeline. Um. <laughs> In terms of high coaches and new GMs, it is a no. They've been doing well, very they, well. They technically did lose Brian uh, Dabble, or I don't know how to say his last yeah. name, to the Giants. And they promoted Ken Dorsey, the former QB coach, to offensive coordinator. So sure, the head coach did the same, but the play caller and stuff, maybe a little different now. Might Unless Sean be. McDermott called the, the plays. I, I don't know. You know, I'm a little nervous because remember when uh, Arthur Smith went to the Falcons? I'm not saying the Falcons <laughs> got any better. What the hell happened to the Titans? <laughs> yeah, they, they kind of just kind of oof. They kind of oofed it, yeah. It, well, good I, luck. I yeah, <laughs> good luck, well, Charlie. Bill, Bill, Bill Belichick's probably, like, so happy right now. Oh, a thousand percent. A thousand percent. percent. But, Brian Dabble to the Giants? Yes. Score yes. We're winning the division. Thank God, yeah. Um, in terms of breakout players, Ryan, who do you have for your NFL breakout player? I just got two for fantasy. Nice. So you can start with NFL. It's Kier Elon. Kier Elon. Yes. The, the, like, uh, the first round pick. First round pick. You're like, yeah, duh. Honestly, I feel like a lot of teams should be doing this for their cornerbacks. You know, you, you already have Tredavious Way. Okay. As the one, cornerback one. Now you have Kier Elon, who I'm not going to say he's not going to get tested every day, but, you know, he can get situated in the NFL. Like, do you really want to see Jay Henderson? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he gets like all these other cornerbacks get drafted really high, are expected to be the number ones. And I understand it, I get it. Like that's why they get drafted so high. But you know, some of them don't look too good, even though they get exactly. drafted high. Wait, was Kyrie Elon because we were watching the draft together? Was he the guy that we we're like, well, this guy's kind of spicy when we yes. saw the plays, or was that a different guy? I think that was Kyrie Elon. Oh, that was him. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I see why he's gonna break out now. Yeah, <laughs> his <laughs> like, he's not- really good. Yeah, and like he's not gonna be tested too bad. Like you know, you what you're gonna have to like the hardest competition you're gonna have to lock up is T Higgins. 
or Jalen Waddle because they play in the AFC. True, true. So, I mean, outside that, though, he should have a really good year. That's just me personally. Okay. But for fantasy football, I feel like I know who you're going to pick, Ryan, but you can go say it. Hi, Miss Cook? Yes. Yes. High on him in earlier episodes. My money is where my mouth is. I mean, the question for you, are you comfortable drafting Devin Singletary or Zach Moss in fantasy? No. I know, yeah, I know people did yes. the past few seasons, but I mean, you're not comfortable, so insert Hymas Cooks. Uh, I'm sorry, Hymas Cook. He yeah, averages... You can't, him, you can't get him confused with being an unofficial brother of Brandon Cooks. You know, you're right, you're right. He's so confused. You're yeah. right, you're right, you're right. It's very confusing, too, because my last name, everyone has. Oh, he averages no, seven yards ish per catch at georgia um ppr machine i feel he's gonna be a ppr machine and my second pick and last gabriel davis simply because if you look at the depth chart uh john brown cole beasley and emmanuel sanders are all gone it's uh davis and Diggs, double d's double d's yes Diggs and davis i mean who who else who else dawson knox maybe dawson knox maybe james cook (laughs) I feel like it's the yeah, problem. You're, you're, you're going to need two wide receivers. You always need two wide receivers. <laughs> always need Diggs. two. Stephon Diggs, yes, he's one. The first D. Oh, you're saying, oh, you're saying, are you saying, oh, okay, there has to be two. Okay. Ah. I, like, you need two pure wide receivers. Oh, okay. I get you. I get you. I get you. At they least, line him up right? at the slot. They line him up at the slot. James Cook. Okay, he's in the slot, and then you have number two, Gabriel Davis. Well, okay, you know Gabriel Davis kind of balled out last year. I think he... Okay, he had one good year, one good game in the AFC Championship. <laughs> he balled out, man. <laughs> yes, he balled out because everyone was so worried about Stephon Diggs. Exactly. And then now, all eyes are still on Diggs. True. And then he true. doesn't have the pressure from Brown, Beasley, or Sanders. I mean, true. big loss with Beasley. Mm, I like true. Beasley, but Beasley, Gabriel Beasley. Davis, man. All right. I think I need to think you about don't that agree. Pick. You don't agree. So who do you have? It was James Cook. It was James Cook. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So do you think Gabriel Davis is a top 30 wide receiver this year? Yes. I mean, it could, it could be really close to 30, but I mean, top 30, though. <laughs> You're like, ah, 29 looks good for him. Yeah. <laughs> Just to get him in my top 30 list. Maybe even 30. <laughs> Maybe even the 30. I, for me, I feel like the jury's loud. That's just me personally, though. I'm not a thousand percent sold on Gabriel Davis. That's just me, though. I could be eating my words in the next couple of months. Well, Ryan, we're going to close up this show, this episode, and we can't do it without the rankings. The rankings. Ryan, all right. Let's be real here. We know who's the fourth team. Who's the bottom team? It's the Jets. Third team we know, too. We're going to have a difference already. I, I after after you talked up the Patriots, I knew we were gonna have a difference at three. You you just don't like Bill. You always doubt Bill. I always doubt Bill. And then you I and do. you know it doesn't work. Ten and seven. Um, can I cheat? <laughs> can I cheat for this one and say that the Dolphins and the Patriots will tie? In okay, that that that's perfectly fine by me. Okay, I think they will tie. But you know how that they have, well, I almost called it stupid, but, you know, we spent the whole a whole episode explaining who wins a tiebreaker. I think that the Dolphins will win the tiebreaker, but they'll have the same record. Okay. You know, it's funny because I think I'll keep the Dolphins here, and I think we're going to disagree again. No. <laughs> because looking at this, 
I'm fine putting the Pats number one. I think second year, Bill Belichick and Mac Jones, they're just comfortable now. They're just oh going to run God. circles you around people, gonna... dude. They're, they're chilling at this point. <laughs> dude, Mac Jones was chilling last year. And that was his rookie year. Oh, my God. I, I can see it. That's Don't doubt like, the Pats, I'm man. Not, I'm, like, not mad at you, but it's like, oh like, like, I think the problem with the Pats is with a quarterback like Mac Jones, they're not going to win in any cool, exciting fashion like the Bills. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not, like, explosive. But the problem, but the thing is, you don't need to be explosive. That's true. To, to, to win games. It's, you're just not going to win in the most sexiest way, but. But get the job done, right? That's what matters, right? Pat, like, Pats could be number one. I'm going to put the Bills one just for now. Pat, You're doubting Bill again. Division. You're doubting Bill. This is such a tough division. See, I'm not saying, oh, the Patriots are going to be third and they're going to have like a like a 4-13 record because you're next to the Jets. But it's just like, ah, uh, I think all three of the AFC is just so hard because I just want to say like, all oh, three of these teams are going to make it to the playoffs. No, not with I, the AFC West. I feel like. The Dolphins are the, the, the real wild card for me is because it all depends on their quarterback play. All depends on Tua. And it's not like I'm hating on Tua. I feel like in the past episodes, we also talk about how this team or like a certain team would rely on the quarterback play. Yes, a thousand percent. If Tua sucks, this team sucks. Like it's, it's yeah, it doesn't matter who they have. Yeah, a thousand percent. I agree with you on that. So, wow. Okay, final standings for me. I'm just going to go Jets, Pats, Dolphins, Bills. Solid, solid. Yeah, that's all I had. <clears throat> so to everyone that has made it this far, thank you for listening. And hopefully you learned one more thing or two about the NFL. Share the podcast with your friends and follow us on Twitter at That's the T2020. We'll catch you guys again next week when we do the same thing for the NFC East. And that's the T. And that's the T. Take care, y'all.